I'm going to give you $5,000 to spend in one store and you can't, it, it can only be one store. The only caveat is it can't be a place like Costco where you need a membership. It has to be just like, yeah, you know, just a normal like retail store. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to start with you. What store do you think you're going to go to? Yeah, I'm going to Best Buy, uh, plain and simple. Uh, oh, what's, 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 what's the targets? What are you looking for? How much money was it? Five grand. Ooh, okay. Maybe that's not enough then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought it was a little bit more money than I thought I was going to go buck wild and, and Best Buy, but, uh, maybe I'll have to change my answer because you, you can buy me- a lot of groceries. You can be practical. Yeah, but like groceries I'm going to buy two Those expire. MacBooks. Mm-hmm. Two MacBooks. Interesting. So straight, to, straight to Best Buy. All right, Brady, what about you? Well, <laughs> um, I think I just uh, play it cool. I, I need a wardrobe um, re, redo over, whatever those – what's the word for that? What am I looking makeover. for? Uh, makeover. Revamp. Um, revamp. A little rejuvenization. Uh. So I'd probably go to a nice store like uh, Hugo Boss or Nordstrom or or Tommy Hilfiger or something like that, and just uh, just revamp everything, make myself look nice for um, boy summer. Okay, I, I get that. I get I get that. Brady's gonna be Brady's gonna be just just. Actually, I'm not gonna say Tommy. that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aiden, Aiden, how about yourself? Just just call me. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like I'd have to say Walmart. Like, I feel like it just has, like, a good mix of... Although everything's, like, lower quality. Like, it's not the same quality you'd get if you went to a store like Best Buy to, like, get electronics. I feel like it has a good... um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It has a lot of... Yeah, variety. That That is the exact word. Thank you for that has a really good variety of stuff case. so i feel like you could uh really go in there and make the most of your money and it does have groceries too so you could be practical could get some frozens i guess and a mcdonald's frozies <laughs> you, you can get like five thousand delicio pizzas <laughs> that would be or unbelievable get an, get an eye chickens <laughs> i was gonna say get, get, an, get an iphone a bag of chips and just as many junior chickens as you can buy to get spread at walmart yeah. Sounds like a great Saturday night. So Brady, <laughs> uh, like we were talking about this this question yesterday, and I like spent a little bit of time thinking about it. Um, I think like Golf Town would be like a show, just like a free five thousand dollars set of clubs. Like you can get a really good set of clubs, you can get them all fitted, and then you can get like the set of clubs. I feel like that's like a that's a really on brand answer for me. Um, yeah, you could get like one driver and like one putter, and then well, yeah, there you that's go. all you I'm need. Not... That's all you need. No, I, I would never. I'm never. I'm never buying a new putter. I have. I have the freaking best putter in the game. That's not true, but like what? I have a really good putter. But like, I, I would get. I would get like driver wedges, just all completely redone, and then yeah, just a nice little set of clubs. I but mean, if, like, um, if we want to go, if we want to go away from golf, um, I, I think I think Brady has a good idea. Like, just get like just overhaul the wardrobe. I mean, I do that constantly, but like just like something where you can like get some like nice clothing. Um, 
I do once wanna. a decade, so I'm I'm running out of time. Like my my current my current wardrobe from high school is it's expiring, so I gotta, gotta <laughs> update, hit the hit the iOS update. I have uh, <laughs> Brady's still rocking iOS seven in his wardrobe. I am. <laughs> if you uh if you want to out of like the the box answer, you could say like, oh, I'll go to like a a travel agency like shop. And spend five thousand dollars on a nice vacation or something. That's that's yeah, actually really now we're thinking. Now we're thinking. Now now the boys the, are buzzing. You can go to the dollar store and just buy the store. You, know? <laughs> you can buy the whole franchise. <laughs> the whole you can buy franchise. Five thousand items. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe then we'd get Colin the right half of his present. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shout out Colin. All uh, right. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Case Pump Podcast, boys. Those are some some good answers there. We got all the boys here, here answers, today. Yeah. Uh, good answers. Good answers. Um, uh, Brady, I think we have we have a review that uh, that just got dropped on our on our what iTunes page. You want to read that out? iTunes, yeah, another five star review. Um, everyone knows the rules. If you leave a five star review, we or any star review, I guess we we read them live on air. <laughs> please um, don't. Except please don't. for that two star review, we'll find you. They got deleted. Um, <clears throat> I made that up. We have never said that, but you know it's a rule now. Um, this one's titled "Good Job." I um, K fourteen. I've taken the time to listen to each podcast beginning to end, which I don't think any of us can say, actually. Um, it is worth every <laughs> second. These podcasts even got me off the ledge. I would personally argue that we put people on the ledge, but that's that's just me. Brady, um, you can't say that. <laughs> thanks so much for being such an inspiration in my life. I don't watch any sports, but this podcast is still a great go-to when I'm down. I know I just need to take... Oh, dot, dot, dot. When I'm down, I know I just need to take a listen to and punt and my skies become clear and my problems disappear bars little, little bars there like definitely I take know, a listen 10 out of 10 five stars, great vibes. i know that's like like supposed to be like a bit of a joke but i don't know who left it like i don't recognize the name at all like like maddie when she left hers like I, I, I recognize the name but like the name is just not something that i've ever seen before in my life no clue like so whoever you, like whoever you are you. whoever you are like i mean we appreciate it and talk to and reach out if you need something but uh <laughs> well, right. we, we, we do the trick apparently so uh yeah <laughs> that's terrible i hope you're i hope you're feeling better a look 14 um head up <laughs> all right um so yeah like brady said if you leave a review we'll definitely we'll definitely read it out give you a little shout out here uh, but Aiden, I think we're I think it's about time we get to probably our our most highly anticipated episode between the four of us, the one we're probably most excited to do um every single year. You wanna tell us what we're doing? Oh yes. So as Keish said, this is the episode that I'm convinced is the only reason that we are still doing this podcast. <laughs> but we have our case and punt mock draft episode. So there's gonna be a little bit of a preview into what's coming. Um, this Thursday night, which is the 2021 NFL draft. And we are, we're just so hyped for that. But essentially what's going to happen is we're just going to like, we're going to rotate amongst ourselves and go pick by pick and say who we think is going to go. So the fun part of this activity is we've all separately made our own mock drafts that we're going to try to stick to here. But of course, like picks are going to differ. So that's going to be the challenge here. You have to try to pick. Um, the best player that you think would suit the team that you have the pick for, um, even if it doesn't fit your mock draft directly. Hope I explained that okay, but I think you'll catch the drift once we get started here. 
Um, so we're going to skip the first two picks here, uh, but I'm, I'm going to explain who's going. So, of course, we have the first overall pick of the 2021 NFL Draft, who is going to be uh, Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. As we know, this one's pretty much a lock. Um, all of Jacksonville has pretty much sent Trevor Lawrence wedding gifts, and uh, he's donated to like a ton of Jacksonville charities. So even if he's just being nice because a bunch of fans and stuff sent him like wedding gifts, I mean, it still seems like a pretty big lock to me. And then this one's not as much of a lock, but I feel like uh, it's pretty unanimous between us here at Case and Punt and what seems to be a lot of the experts. Uh, the New York We have, for the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, we have the New York Jets selecting uh, quarterback at a BYU, Zach Wilson. Um, so he, to many people, not necessarily us, but to many other people, he's seen as the second most talented quarterback in this draft. And of course, as we know, uh, the Jets traded away Darnold uh, to the Panthers. Um, Keish is pretty happy about that, but um, so they they need a quarterback, and it seems like they're pretty much all in on Zach Wilson. Um, so I'm going to be starting us off here in our rotation with the third overall pick. Uh, so I believe we're we're going to try to avoid trades here, just because that kind of muddies things up. Uh, so for the number three overall pick. I have the San Francisco 49ers picking Justin Fields. Um, I know this might be disagreed upon, but I honestly think Fields is the second most talented quarterback in this draft. I don't even think it's a question. Like his athleticism and his like intelligence are both amazing. Like a lot of people for some reason don't think he's an intelligent quarterback, but if you watch him play, like he really is. He's he's an amazing quarterback all around. He did phenomenal in college plus you have the option of him being a mobile quarterback and we know like Kyle Shanahan like he's he is a good coach like honestly like they had some bad luck last year with Jimmy Garoppolo uh but I think they're they're ready to move on from him and kind of head in a new direction with a young and mobile quarterback yeah I think um like we all we all have our individual mock drafts which I think we might we might post Instagram just because like why not um but Aiden I think I think Fields is a solid pick here super athletic um although there is like a little bit of a potential smoke screen where the there's a lot of rumors saying San Francisco's going either Mac Jones or Trey Lance at at three but uh I think I think I, I agree with you Kyle saying Pitt. Fields is the second best quarterback I've heard no also, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts doesn't make sense. Uh, uh Fields is also absolute nails like he's tough as nails like yeah uh, I saw mm-hmm. him get absolutely like rib shot he cracked a couple ribs still went out there and threw the ball that's that's nuts oh yeah that would i i think i know the hit you're referring to in the college playoffs like that was ridiculous that hit he took yeah exactly Uh, i don't think that they're gonna take him though but that's just what from what i've heard all right well i think brady's on the clock here Ryan's sources when he was texting them earlier said uh he's heard it he's heard otherwise that's I actually <laughs> talked to uh Shanahan myself and he said that okay. he wants Mac Jones okay okay wait. well it, good thing I mocked that then so sorry if anybody can tell us where that bit's from like just just shoot us a message and you'll get a shout out on the next episode so before we move on here I just want to talk about something really really quickly this happened super recently but how freaky was it that Kyle Shanahan basically said he was going to kill Jimmy G? 
He did not say that. Come That's on. Not, okay, so not I, quite, but like kinda. I know he didn't say that, but he literally said, "I cannot guarantee that anyone on this planet will be alive on Sunday." When asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, like how referring to Brady, how, how sus is it that oh, how sus is it God. that when like if I were to ask you if a player was gonna be like first starting on Sunday, and you said, "I can't," I will, I don't even know if he's gonna be alive on Sunday. If Jimmy G showed up dead, Kyle Shanahan's going to jail for it. Like that's that's pretty hey, condemning. I'll get behind behind. I'll, I can get behind that, but I think <laughs> it's just a funny way of saying can't guarantee anyone's spot on this roster. I think he framed it in a really funny and relatable way that's you know fun for the kids and everything. You know, <laughs> but I, to I be... think though, like if anybody if anybody on San Francisco gets into like a car accident or like you know like heaven forbid, <laughs> nothing with that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Shanahan's got to be suspect number one at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yes, if I'll, anything happens to any of those players, <laughs> I'll get it like, investigations went straight to Shanahan. Brady, the criminal justice public policy, I want your opinion, because he has the mens rea, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, it, it would be first degree. It is premeditated at, at this point. He's, 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 he just needs to do it. <laughs> it would be a little bit suspect if they draft fields and Jimmy G shows up in a cornfield somewhere. <laughs> just saying. To be fair, yeah, I do completely agree with you, Brady, though. Like, he pretty much, I think he did exactly what he wanted to do. And I think San Francisco's doing a lot of that with the draft as well. They're just, like, putting the internet into a full spiral. And that's, like, exactly what it did. So, I mean, I, I see the purpose of it, but, like, how, like, it was just, like, super freaky. Like, that that's just such a weird thing to say. But uh, we won't dwell yeah, on this too much, but... Uh, Brady, I think you're coming up here next with the Atlanta Falcons pick at four. Yes, Brady's on the turn. clock. My turn. Um, I wish. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I wish. I. You know what? I. I think last year we did like the the NFL like audio like sound effects. You know, like the pick is in music. Oh, did we? Production. Our, our, our production value has gone way down, boys. Well, Just we don't down. have that Patriot Patreon flow anymore. So uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. Our, Thanks, uh, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Brady yeah. on the clock. Um, so I think if Atlanta did not take, if, um, San Fran did not take Mac Jones or no, Justin Fields, I think Atlanta might just hop on that quarterback train. But since it's only Mac Jones and Trey Lance left, I think they're going to ride with, um, Ryan right. for the end of his contract. And they're going to just overhaul, not overhaul, but even improve on that offense, especially with Julio Jones trades trade talk heating up um who knows if they want to move on from that i don't think they will um i also don't if we were doing trades i don't even see a trade partner because that's gonna be a huge price to pay so i think atlanta's gonna stay at this pick and they're gonna take kyle pitts um big boy uh six foot six if i'm not mistaken from florida yep. 245 i uh, ran a 4-4 four, four. um is just he's like the second coming of Calvin, right? Like that's well, like that's yeah. his player comparison, and that's like it's yeah. honestly you see it so often. Like, um, Aiden, I think it was like two years ago in the draft, like players were getting compared to like like all these NFL like legends, and we we're like, damn, that's like a high bar. But like, Pitts deserves those comparisons. Yeah, like he's if there's yeah, go ahead. I was like, like I mean, I was gonna say if there's one prospect in the draft that deserves it, it's Pitts, but like also Trevor Lawrence, because obviously this guy's the best prospect we've ever seen, and I would say in the last like ten years he's the best quarterback prospect we've ever seen. Um, but Kyle Pitts, I think is like he's up there as well. Like he is, he deserves that Calvin Johnson comparison. 
I I think when like when you think of the term like generational talent, like as you were saying, like obviously Trevor Lawrence is like considered a generational talent and they're saying he's like unlike any quarterback prospect like we've seen as you said in this past decade. But when I think of like a generational prospect in this draft class, I instantly think of Kyle Pitts. Like you know, he is he's I'll, a freak. I'll give you that he's over DK Brady Metcalf, thinking but uh, taller. Yeah, well I mean I guess he's technically Calvin Johnson but taller. And I'll give you the generational talent thing because Brady thinks uh, Hamza Nasiruddin is going to be a generational talent in the eighth yes, round. Yeah, he thinks Monty so, Python uh, is too. At the record <laughs> no, show. Uh, isn't that a movie? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a series of movies. Interesting. Anyway, this just is an absurd pick. There's absolutely no chance Atlanta passes up on a quarterback. Uh, well, Matt I mean, Ryan Matt Ryan's still, still not bad. He still puts yeah. up good numbers. You get him another weapon, like, that offense becomes dangerous. Yeah. I hate the pick because I don't want to have to guard Kyle Pitts in the division they're, two games. They're, they're trading away Julio. What's the difference? They're not. Well, I mean, you we don't know that. 35 sure, years though. younger. And, yeah, that's also that's, just a rumor. There's a huge the – whole, the whole dead cap concern. Like, you're, you're going to be paying him a lot of money no matter what, so you may as well keep him and really try to compete offensively at least um, in that division in the NFC. But – um. I mean, they don't need a quarterback. Like, Denver, they need a quarterback. Jacksonville, Jets, they need a quarterback. Like, they act, they legitimately can't pass on a quarterback. Lanza has some wiggle room, and according to my projections, they're going to get another top five pick next year because they fucking suck. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 They're going to go 0-8 versus the division this year. So, like, I think we'll be able to get a quarterback that's not the fourth-rated quarterback this time because – I mean, chances are the top three picks aren't going to be three quarterbacks. Like this rarely ever happens. So instead of settling for the fourth um, rated quarterback here, I think uh, they go Kyle Pitts. They get that generational talent, and I mean, he has some of the best hands I've ever seen. And he can play anywhere on the field. He can line up tight. He, you know, he can go out wide. He can go in the slot. He can do whatever. He did it all at Florida. So it's a true, true gift. And I can't wait to. The thing that separates him from just being considered like a wide receiver is he also can just he can block. A lot of people like disvalued that and was like, oh, like you know, blocking like that's gonna be his like one weakness. You watch his tapes, he can actually lay blocks. He's definitely more of a, a vertical threat receiving tight end, but the guy can block I'm as sure well. Adding him, so he's like six six two fifty. It's not yeah, but like yeah, so so Calvin Johnson was six six two fifty. He wasn't known for being a good blocker. Like there's there's big receivers, but like this guy can he, block. He, he blocked can, people he can, by default. He's like he's like a he's a, a a tight end by every single definition of the word, and I think adding him to Atlanta is scary. That's gonna be a hard team to stop. Brady, I like the pick. I hate it, just, but I like the pick. You're just gonna have to try to outscore their opponents because their defense is cheeks. But I mean, yeah. it, it works sometimes. Um, let's like go on the to the of the, the NFL. Yeah, our defense. Sorry, is, our defense is top five. Okay, let's go to Cincinnati. <laughs> Keish has the next pick, number five overall. What what are they doing? I think I think there's two options available here. It's Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell. And I honestly you like see the the jersey reveal, you see uh you see uh Joe Burrow sitting on the throne with a big scar on his knee. I don't I don't care about the chemistry. You have T. Higgins and you have Tyler Boyd who are good young receivers. Uh I think I don't think receivers as close to a need as getting somebody to protect Joe Burrow. It's Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon. Um I think, like, what, probably three months ago, this guy was, like, 
the one like the offensive tackle that you can't miss and now there's another one that's a 1a 1b type situation i still think panay is a monster i think he's a big mauling guard um or sorry tackle and i think i think he's definitely the pick to keep joe burrow upright 100 percent. i that's what i've been arguing that from since the beginning and then i looked at how deep the the offensive line draft and i was like uh, maybe they do pass on panay and kind of address that in the next couple of rounds but I mean, you you got to give Burrow the best chance he can, and it's not like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are are not scrubs. Like they they were both they played amazing last year. So I don't know. You can you can definitely find that wide receiver three um, later in the draft and just and get the probably the best tackle prospect we've seen in a very very long time, and just let him dominate blindside or right tackle or whatever. Yeah, there's definitely some like there's definitely some late round receivers, but I think. It, it was so unfortunate that we got with that Joe Burrow season got cut short. Like it, it, you just you like to see young quarterbacks in the league do well. We saw that with Justin Herbert last year; he did super well. Uh, you see it with Tua. Tua did well, but apparently not well enough to keep his job. I have no idea what the hell is going on in Miami, but that, that's that's <laughs> that's for another day. Um, but like you never like to see guys get injured, no matter who it is. Bottom line, you don't like to see guys get injured. Watching Joe Burrow run for his life every single snap was so frustrating. I think it makes Panay Sewell just like necessary, you know. Yeah. Uh, Aiden, you're yes. on the clock with Detroit. Oh boy. Oh uh, no, no, sorry, you're not. Whoa, whoa, you're not. Whoa. I lied. Yeah, I lied. I lied. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Ryan, you're on the clock with uh, with Miami. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do my first of both Miami picks. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> you both. Uh, Florida man. I think the, I think this is like uh, a super easy pick. It's Jamar Chase, and um, I could honestly see him going to Cincinnati. I picked him to go to Cincinnati because. Uh, of Joe Burrow um, and also I don't think Cincinnati cares at all about his knee but um, yeah I think Jamar I, I'm hesitant to say a generational talent but he was by far the best wide receiver two years ago when he was playing um, maybe they uh, I don't know I, that's why I picked Cincinnati because I think that they want to pair him and, and uh, Burrow up but I think Tua could benefit from a guy like Jamar Chase an absolute burner great hands uh, clean roots, um, pretty much clean like what the, now? the perfect roots. Roots, Canadian there. Routes. Routes. <laughs> that East Coast is coming up there. And the East Coast is coming up for him. Um, but yeah, I think he's uh, probably the best prospect uh, by far for wide receivers. Uh, Devonta Smith's good as well, but um, I think Jamar's the cleanest, and he's been preparing for the NFL for an entire year now. So, um. Yeah, maybe maybe Tua could benefit from a a, a wide receiver like Jamar. Um, maybe sure they'll keep so. Tua. Um, sure I don't know. I could also see Miami taking a quarterback here because in our mock draft, um, I think Mac Jones has fallen. But I think they go with Jamar. That's my final pick. Mac Jones is still on the board, as is uh, mm-hmm. as is Trey Lance right now. Um, and again, like I, I if, don't if, understand if, why if, they hate Tua so much, though. It, yeah, it just me, me make neither. Sense to me. Absolutely, he'll, he'll, he'll win them over. And when you have Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Gasecki, and now Jamar Chase, like, um, Tua is gonna. He's obviously gonna yeah. find success. Like, and he's gonna win them over. And Fitzmagic's gone, so you don't really have that. They're they're whatever they they loved him for some reason. I mean, well, we everybody does, but develop get Tua going. Year year of development, less injury prone, and. uh Hopefully Jamar can take over that number one spot because Wolfo is on a one year deal. So 
let's say he yeah. leaves, you know, he can kind of, and Devontae Parker is getting older. Well, not really, but. Yeah, he's, he's getting in his prime, I'd say. Yeah, they're they're different types of receivers. So I think Jamar can really get, in, get into that Pro Bowl level, like, pretty, pretty fast. And I can't wait to see him in Miami. I, 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 Patriots. I, I, like, I see I will Justin say, Jefferson in him. That's what I will say. Justin Jefferson was really good last year. He was clean coming out of LSU, and he wasn't even a higher, like, prospect than Jamar. So sky's the limit, I think. I, I think the one thing that, like, like people – the left-handed of Tua, like him being a left-handed quarterback, apparently that, like, really messes with schemes because, like, you flip everything for this quarterback. Your your left tackle all of a sudden becomes, like, the, not the blind side. It's your right tackle that's the blind side. Mm. And apparently the spiral of the ball coming the other way is apparently really weird for, for some players. I don't know if that's 100% true, um, but I've also never caught a pass from somebody that was left-handed. So, um, yeah. It sounds just, like a I big mean, excuse to, to me. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, but like, but like the the rest of the scheming and like the 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 offensive line things becoming completely flipped, it is kind of like a, I wouldn't say a valid point, but it's something to think about. Well, yeah, I I just think as Brady always reminds us, these guys are professional football players. They'll be able to catch the ball if it's spiraling right or left. I I, I agree with that. I just wanted to, like it's something that I've heard, so I just wanted to bring that up. But obviously, this isn't a. This isn't the 2020 draft, it's 2021, so we're going to focus on today's prospects, not Tua anymore, until we get back down to the later pick where Ryan talks about Miami. But Aiden, you're actually now on the clock. I'm not lying to you this time. You got the Detroit pick. <laughs> okay, so um, this one might be a little bit of a shocker. Um, I don't think many mock drafts have uh, Detroit taking this guy at this place, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I have Detroit taking Devonta Smith at 7. So my reasoning for this, and you know what? Honestly, I'm not a big fan of Devonta Smith, but they need a playmaker with a high upside in that offense. And I think it would make a lot of sense for them to pick an offensive lineman, but they desperately need a now replacement for Kenny Galladay. Because Kenny, sorry, Kenny Galladay was pretty much the only good thing. Sorry, Matt Stafford, amazing in that offense, but in that offense, he wasn't able to do anything. Kenny Galladay was the only outlet for Stafford in that offense. So they need a receiver that can fill like half the shoes of Galladay and like potentially progress into that system. And I think Devonta Smith is like heavily known for his route running. Like he's not an overly big receiver, obviously, but I think he has the year. Pardon. That's probably the understatement of the year. Very small. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he's one, one but He's the same as same as Chad Johnson was, and he uh, that guy had a good career. So well, exactly right. Sure. Like you never know, and the, like he's got heart. He's shown that. Like he he's a dog. Like he will fight. So I think that's yeah. that's going to be a big plus side for Detroit. Looking at this guy, they're gonna and especially like their new coach. Can't remember the name off the top of the head, but that guy's a Dan nut. Campbell? Yeah, Dan Campbell. That guy's a <laughs> nut. He's gonna want someone. That's like gonna have that same killer mentality, and I think he knows Devonta Smith has that mentality. Okay, uh, two I, things. I think, I think one. Um, I'm going first. Uh, one. Uh, we also. I will not stand for T.J. Hawkinson slander. He's on the Detroit Lions. He was a good pass catcher. I don't. I don't. I don't tolerate T.J. Hawkinson slander. He's he's the only one. Well, he's okay. So yeah, now now he's the only one. But like I, I Aiden, I'm sorry. Maybe I maybe I just didn't hear it. Yeah, I don't think you mentioned him. I just wanted to bring him up. Obviously, I'm not 
no no i didn't i didn't but so i forgot about him i wasn't slandering him by any means no i i i I, I figured as much but like i just i uh you know just for the bit you know um the other thing is did you say you didn't like devonta smith or that you did like devonta smith so i said i didn't i don't know if i said i didn't like him uh i might i don't think i like him i might have said i don't like him that much i'm not very high on him compared to some of the other receivers why is that Honestly, I I couldn't tell you. Like, because he does have, like, he really has some great route running skills, but I don't know if it's going to hold up. Like, honestly, I could be completely wrong, right? Like, I I just said I'm not a big fan of him compared to some of the other receivers. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, but that's, 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 that's mainly, like, get, I, if you look at his, want... where he is in the draft compared to, like, Jamar Chase. Like, I think Jamar Chase is a phenomenal receiver. But I mean, obviously, if Miami were to take Jamar Chase above Detroit, I think Detroit has a good option in Devonta Smith. I still think that Devonta Smith is going to end up being the the best wide receiver out of this class. He like the biggest knock on him is is his size. If he was Jamar Chase's size, he would be going top three. Like this would be a guy people are trading up to. It's just the fact that he's 170 pounds. And like I don't obviously I'm you know I'm a, I'm a short king. I'm not calling myself a king, but like that's just the grouping of people. Um, I I think I think he's phenomenal. His route running so good. He's so fast. He plays with a lot of toughness. He plays bigger than than what is he five ten one seventy. He plays a lot bigger than that. So I'm uh like I'm all in on the Devonta Smith train. Just uh, but like obviously like that's part of like I'm not eating. I'm not invalidating your opinion. Of course, um, part of being the draft analyst is getting stuff wrong. So either you or I here is going to be dead wrong, which is fun. I, I think just my two cents is that. Um, typically when I look at Alabama players, I first have to think that it's Alabama, right? Like this is the best team in the last decade plus. Um, they always have extremely high, like quarterback prospects that have humongous arms Tua, Mac Jones has a good arm. Um, like it's, you have to like, I think Jalen Waddles, he's a burner, right? That's why people are going to pick him. Um, Jamar Chase is a bigger version of Devonta Smith. I think he's more polished as well. But like Aiden said, I think the the it's an understatement to say tremendous upside. He he won a Heisman as a wide receiver. When was the last time that happened? Like he had an excellent year. Um, I think that uh, it's an extremely like new look. It's going to be a new look offense. I mean, you have Jared Goff. Um, you have you still have Hawkinson developing. He had like a sort of mismatch he was hurt for a little bit he had uh, good moments and bad moments uh in his first i think he's two years in the league now one or two but he's still like an extremely high prospect like it it has a potential to grow into a really good team like devonta smith could be one of the best at least the best wide receiver out of this class never know like uh, i i would bet jamar chase will be but that's probably my lsu bias so i do yeah like Sorry, Sorry, just really quickly before we move on here, I do want to preface that I am by no means saying that I don't think Devonta Smith will be successful because I think, like, I believe what I'm saying. Like, what I'm saying about him going to Detroit, I'm not, like, lying about, right? Like, I wouldn't have, I would have picked Waddle if I was lying about what I'm saying. But I, I genuinely think he has all the tools to be successful, and I think he has like a rare type of motivation that you don't find in a lot of like first round picks. And I think 
uh if you speak to like his size and like those factors that's going to be a big motivator for him to go out and be a dog in the nfl so like i believe everything i'm saying and like if he's successful man like great for him i have no bitterness towards him whatsoever and uh i genuinely hope he succeeds and it would be super cool if he went to detroit and turned them around like i think i disagree uh, as a packers fan but that's that's also fair uh, as a Packers fan, though, Ryan, uh, Devontae Adams was like, if you're going to misspell my name, spell it as, like, Devonta Smith, because uh, that kid's like a dog. And so there was there is some uh, there is some clout well, coming there from uh, from Devontae Adams. One of the things I was going to say, but I forgot, was um, if you're going to be as small as Devonta Smith, your footwork better be some of the best in the league. And he has the potential yeah. to do that, at, for, at yeah. least from all the training videos that I've seen and, and his gameplay. Like if you're gonna be that small, you have to be able to burn people and make a miss. That it's that simple. Because if they get their hands on you, you're done. So I also I just did a quick quick little fact check here. He is six foot, so he's six foot and a bit, and uh, and 166 pounds is what he weighed in as. Um, so taller than I thought, but lighter than I thought by five pounds. Mm-hmm. But like you know, there's a lot of scrutiny about it, and there's been a lot of conversation about it. And he keeps saying like, I'm not a weightlifter, I'm not a powerlifter, I'm not a bodybuilder. I can I, I can play this game at, at at a lighter weight and and like just play my game. He's not he's not gonna be a physical receiver. He doesn't need to be. He's gonna be, you know, I'll run, I'll run right past you, I'll run around you, I'll run through you, or not probably not through you, but like he's gonna run his routes, he's gonna get open, he's gonna create separation. I think he does that better than anybody in this class. He's also gonna put on tons of muscle mass, like after oh, he his will. first two seasons. Like it's yeah. it's it's inevitable and it's only a matter of time, I think. He gets up to six foot, like 180, which is 15 pounds. That's honestly not that much for an NFL player to put on, especially with the training staff that they have. Um, I mean, I yeah, I, I think this kid has just stud written all over him. Also, Heisman winner, so you know, got a little bit, got a little bit of uh, something to his name, a little bit of substance. Um, before just just to pitch, just so I just so I'm on the tape. Um, <laughs> uh, I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of him. I'm Team Waddle, and um. I think he's not going to be the best receiver in this class. So let's just let the record show. But all right, it'll still be good. Do you just want to kick me off the pod or something like that? Thanks, Brady. I, I you didn't. No one let me talk. Fair. I, um, I, need to, I need to get my 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 opinion in so I can fair. say I'm right. When that's I'm, very. What happens? Well, yeah, when you're when you are right. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I think I'm on the I'm on the clock here with uh, the pick that I am obviously most excited about. Carolina picks at eight. We got a top ten pick. The last time we picked at eight, we grabbed a pretty decent player. So I'm hoping we can replicate that. Uh, Christian McCaffrey for those of you who are scratching your head. Um, although it, I I was looking at that class today. If we had to redo that class, would not be taking Christian McCaffrey. I'll tell you that. Um, as much as I love him. Um. It's just the way the board's fallen. It's kind of interesting. This is quite unlike my mock draft. Um, I would prefer a trade down the way this board's like taking shape. Uh, but if we're not doing trade downs, um, the pretty much the three players that I said for Carolina to take are, are like at eight or you trade down. It's Penesuol, it's Kyle Pitts, and it's Justin Fields. If and none of those guys are there, you trade down. But if we are sticking here, I'm going with the offensive tackle, Rashawn Slater. Uh, this guy shot up the mock boards or mock draft boards in the last little bit. He is a he's the one B tackle in this class behind Panay Sewell, um, or beside Panay Sewell, if you will. 
So I think, you know, you give Sam Darnold a little bit more time in the pocket. He has weapons. He's got a healthy CMC coming back. You get uh, DJ Moore, 1,000-yard receiver. You get Robbie Anderson, who Sam Darnold has a good rapport with. Uh, I think he had 12 touchdowns in the last year he played with uh, Sam Darnold. Um, give him some time to find those guys in the pocket. You know, I think that's the good thing. So Rashawn Slater's the pick for Carolina there. Yeah, I love I love Slater. He made Chase Young look like a little boy when he played him in, in college. And uh, I th- that's definitely – I think you should just – that's who I have mocked to Carolina as well. So um, I, I hope they just kind of pick the – a sexy pick and – you know, give Donald some time so then people um don't chew him out if he doesn't yeah. do the little just do and I guess I don't think we've even discussed the Darnold trade. Um I love Sam Darnold. I, I've been such a big fan of that guy. He's also young. Like he's still younger than Joe Burrow. He's younger than Lamar. Like the guy is like I think he's twenty three turning twenty four right now. Uh not right now, obviously like this year. I like I, I think he's got a lot of potential. Um and I think like the Panthers not picking up his option right away is just largely due in part to the fact that they need to keep their board open. Um, you know, if they pick it up, they can just be like, yeah, they're not taking quarterback here. You want to have teams guessing teams offering trade-ups. Um, so I think, I think they will end up picking up his option as soon as the, as soon as like the draft's done or maybe even like after the first round. But like for now, I, I like Sam Darnold, Rashawn Slater protects him and Brady we're on to Denver with you. On to Denver. Unless anybody um, has any comments about Rashawn Slater, but it, like like Brady said, not a sexy pick. Don't think there's much commentary here. Um, yeah, yeah, we do have to, um, we do have to I keep just this let my boy, along. Uh, let my boy Darnold breathe. He needs exactly. he needs some time we... in the pocket. He's never had any of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make him true. look good. Um, there's a lot of people who hate Darnold, and they can't wait to be right about this um trade. Like, I mean, a lot of Panthers fans feel that way. So, um, it'd be cool to prove them wrong. And Keisha's on that not on our boat there so um have some faith yes yeah um i'd like to see people succeed in on this podcast <laughs> even our rivals um denver like i said earlier I, um they have to uh gotta get a quarterback here so we got mac jones or trey lance um i am not 100 percent sold on uh mac jones so i'm going with trey lance um he does have a lot of question marks but i think if you introduce him well into the league and take your time with him and 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 you know work on work, you know work on being an nfl quarterback i think if if i mean it's such, it's such a fantastic offense too so it's he really has a lot of gifts and weapons right at his disposal um you know his arm is legit for sure um can he can make any throw um you know, just work on the O line and, and defense. I think that Den- Denver can get back into the in the playoffs as they once were, and get rid of get the hell away from Drew Lock. <laughs> I like Drew Lock, but uh, I, like Aiden can even attest to this. I think it was after last year's draft when all the way too early mock drafts started coming out. I was so high on Trey Lance. I love this guy. Like if Carolina had a chance to take him, I was like, this is my guy until we traded for Sam Darnold. But I'm like, okay, we can wait yeah. a year. Like uh, there's some good quarterbacks next year coming out. I don't think we have to go into them yet. Uh, but Sam Howell, USC or UNC, looks pretty solid. Um, I think Trey Lance just a little bit raw, just coming out of North Dakota State. He didn't play the D one talent like uh, like the Mac Joneses and Justin Fields did. But I don't think that like you look at Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was a solid quarterback. He was an MVP candidate for a long time until he broke his leg, and now uh, you know now that's that. Um, 
so yeah, I think I Brady, I think Trey Lance, great pick here. I like him over Mac Jones, although Mac Jones is kind of growing on me. So it's not, you know. he's not as bad as people. I think the I think the media's kind of turned like Mac Jones into something he's not. Like he's still a good quarterback. Like he's you know, he's still very, very, very smart. Um uh it's just it's just when you're looking at all these other dual threats I I'm a, I'm a huge dual threat fan. Um, yeah, and Mac Jones is more the pocket passer, less sexy, but um yeah, Tom put him in the right... such a dual threat. Well, yeah, but like the game's um, changing and not not quite yet. Like as I guess Tom's still winning, but um I think I think bringing bringing re- option plays in and and being able to do bootleg plays and escaping pressure with these super fast um blitzing linebackers, corners, safeties, DNs. They're just getting more athletic. So I think having a a Trey Lance, a Justin Fields, a Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, all those guys can escape the pocket. So um so I have them over uh over Mac Jones. Oh Mac Jones did run a four six, by the way. I want that on record. Yeah, that's not I, slow. I mean just I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying he's like slow. It's it's more so his style of play is pocket passing. Yeah. And um I mean, the other guys sense the pressure a bit better, I found. I will say, though, Trey Lance, the one thing, like, people are like, yeah, like, you know, he played against lower competition. He still threw, I think it was, like, 33 touchdowns and zero interceptions in his junior year. Like, that's phenomenal to not throw a single interception, no matter who you're playing against. Like, that's very, very good. So, you know, decision, decision-making is good. Um, I think uh, I think it's a great pick, Brady. Ew. And next, we're going over to Ryan with Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get all the teams that I don't want to do. Um, but this one's an interesting pick because um, if I was Dallas, I would entertain the thought if Jalen Waddle's on the board to snag him. I mean, why not? He, he, like Jerry Jones has shown he love putting loves putting massive points on the board. Um you could pair him with C.D. Lamb, uh, in a, a really, really good young prospect. Uh, not even a prospect anymore. Really good young player. Um, uh, Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the league. Um, you still have oh, uh, Zeke in the backfield, uh, a decent offensive line. Like that, that that's a potential to have a really good offense. Um, obviously, Dak coming back from injury, uh, hopefully to start the year. Um, but it, but if I'm pragmatic and I'm Dallas. Um, you got to look at your defense and say that was the worst defense ever in the league ever <laughs> last year. They were so bad. Yeah. Um, I it, I think that this is probably one of the most unanimous like any draft boards that I've seen is I've always seen Patrick Sertain to to Dallas. I think that's a really good fit. They need a quarterback, uh, cornerback. Um, I think that Patrick Sertain will be picked uh, here, uh, and that's pretty much all I have to say. But. Uh, look out if if Jalen Waddle's still on the board. I, I would I think, not be surprised at all if if J- Jerry G Jerry J uh, picked him. <laughs> I think Jerry. Or I think I think Jalen Waddle would be the worst pick in the entire draft if he goes to Dallas. They have Amari Cooper, who's young. They have C.D. Lamb, who they drafted last year. That's two fantastic receivers, and it's a different situation than Atlanta because there's the rumor that Julio might leave. If you take a receiver there, you take a guy like Kyle Pitts instead, that makes sense. Tight end's a different position from receiver. You can have an extra guy, but you also have Michael Gallup in, uh, in uh, what's it called, in Dallas. I think taking Jalen Waddle is just a stupid move to take a third receiver when your defense is that bad, fourth especially with the retirement of a fourth receiver. Although I, I would give him, I'll give him the well, extra. Mate, let's, let's be clear. He, 
he wouldn't be the fourth receiver. He would be the third. Like, he'd be the you third. could slide up Amari Cooper to the slot because he'd be a good, like, I mean, uh, Devontae sits in the slot sometimes and he does yeah. just fine there. And but you don't, let's not, you let's be clear. Uh, he's not like, um, sorry, Amari Cooper's not going to be there for forever. Plus, he has like constant nagging injuries all the time. And it's mm-hmm. so on brand for Jerry Jones to pick. Jalen Waddle here. It would be so. It, it's just, it. It. I, I got to be honest, Ryan. That one makes no sense to me, just because, especially with how bad their defense is. Like you get Dak Prescott coming back, you have three solid receivers and two great ones. I think. Well, I don't know if you can consider CD Lamb great, but I consider Amari Cooper to be great. Um, if CD Lamb showed a ton of promise, I think. I think like if anything, you got to address that defense and Patrick Sertain. I think you made the right selection there rather than going with Jalen Waddle. Yeah, for the record, I totally agree, but. I'm supposed to be picking as if I'm Jerry Jones, aren't I? Like, um, like if, if Jalen Waddle's on the board, he's going to think about it. Um, but in my head, I would pick Patrick Sertain and not even think twice. Uh, their defense was atrocious, but it's Jerry Jones, so you never know. He's going to be picking from his yacht again, probably. So mm-hmm. True. That's true. All right, uh, Aiden, you're on the board here. New York Giants. Oh, this one I've been struggling with quite a bit, but I think it's going to be Micah Parsons. Um, I don't like if Micah Parsons is still on the board at this point, I don't see the Giants passing up on him because they're in a situation where they have so many needs. Uh, they do have Blake Martinez, who's like a really good linebacker, but I mean, the way that Micah Parsons plays the game is just like it's unparalleled to pretty much every other backer in this draft. I think he is, like, talent-wise, the best defensive prospect in this draft. So, with the Giants having so many positional needs, I think they have to hop on Micah Parsons. Even though he does have some character problems, uh, some pretty concerning ones, uh, the Giants kind of, they're in a they're in a state where they kind of need to move past that and uh, take a risk. I mean, if it doesn't pan out with his, like, uh, character problems, then I mean it... It sucks, but if it pans out and he plays the way he's played in college, like you got a winner in someone who would have potentially been uh, probably a top five pick if he had no character problems whatsoever. So uh, I have the New York Giants picking Michael Parsons. Interesting. I don't. I don't. I don't hate the pick. I think Parsons is a really talented linebacker. Obviously, like you said, character issues could. Uh... I don't think I don't think it'd be a, that big of an issue to be honest with you. I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I don't think what he did was great uh, by any sense of the word, but I, I think Michael Parsons is uh, I think he's a great fit on pretty much every team. Every team can use a linebacker. I don't think there's a single team that can't use like another linebacker. So well, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, if if the play in the league the last couple of years has shown anything, it's that you you could really use a good linebacker. I mean. Like an athletic like, linebacker. Just look like at look at look at the Buccaneers. They completely controlled and dominated the game against the best offense in the league. Like it, you 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 can never not need a good linebacker. The only thing I would say is uh, they did invest a ton into Blake Martinez. So um, would they rush to phase him out? I don't know. But no, but it's Michael it's Parsons also is definitely a like it's not phasing him out though because they do run two inside backers. And they have Marcus Golden coming off the edge. Okay. So it wouldn't be as much of a phasing Blake Martinez out as it would be bringing in like some help for him. So I, I think... 
sorry, go ahead. Uh, like, I just think it would be a really solid pick as a support player, uh, especially because, like, Blake Martinez is, like, he's good against the run. He's a really intelligent linebacker, but he's not the type of player that's, like, sideline to sideline. If you pick Micah Parsons, you're picking an edge rusher and an off-ball backer. Like, primarily, he's an off-ball backer, but he can be an edge rusher. But he's, like, a pure sideline to sideline tackler. And he's, like, really decent in coverage, so... I feel like you're getting a good all-around linebacker if you go with Parsons. Ran a fourth. Yeah, that's probably um, an extremely solid pick. Like, you can't go wrong there, is what I'm saying. I I just have a quick question. How do you guys all know, like, the schemes that every single team runs? I don't even know Carolina's defensive scheme, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was impressive. Like, you guys like, oh, the Giants Giants run a 3-4, and I'm like, like, how? Like, I I, I don't think I watched the Giants once last year. You never run red zones. Why the hell would I watch them? No, but I mean. Geniuses. Geniuses in this draft is what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> the other thing is like every every team runs like a plethora of schemes but it's just like because they can plan around this stuff like an nfl team wouldn't like with a with a talent like micah parsons they wouldn't like look at their defensive playbook and say to themselves oh shoot we only won we only run one middle linebacker like we should probably pass up on this guy they'd be like okay how are we gonna get this guy into our scheme Cause like you can, they change their schemes every year. Like no team has kept, except for Ancaster High's junior football team, no team True. has kept the same scheme like year after year after year. Cause like other teams are gonna figure you, like other teams figure you out within a week, right? So it's like give them an entire year, also, they're gonna know your playbook. Sure. Also, like, who would you rather have on the field on an obvious passing down, um, Blake Martinez or um, Micah Parsons? Because you know you're going to be sending your outside linebackers. It's an obvious passing down. So, yeah, exactly. There's opportunities there. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think I think Aiden, the, Aiden one thing you mentioned was his versatility. He's good in coverage. He can rush the passer. He can stop the run. Like, Micah Parsons is a fantastic pick here. Great job, buddy. You're doing you're doing great. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Um, Brady, your favorite team, Philadelphia Eagles. You're on the clock of them. Oh my god. <laughs> Everyone just got Eagles. their least favorite teams. I just went alphabetical, I promise. God of freaking Eagles. All right. Well um, Give them Hunter Long or Brevin Jordan. Uh, yeah. You're getting uh you're getting Nick Bolton here. Um <laughs> That's a good yeah, pick. Um, I think this is a pretty easy pick here. Um, I have in my mock, I have Arizona trading up to get them, but uh, him, they're gonna get Jalen Waddle here. Um, they really need a receiver pretty bad. Um, help Jalen Hurts out. Um, and yeah, I like I said, I think Waddle's the second receiver in this draft behind Jamar. And um, yeah, not nothing, nothing. He's just super fast too. Freaking his estimated forty was a four two eight, like just chris johnson speed it's yeah i um him and, him and jalen have a day you know i th- i think you know the jalen to jalen connection jokes are gonna be probably too much for me but like mm-hmm. i think it's a good pick give give uh hurt some weapons there and um you know he was throwing to freaking what greg ward last year they, they messed up they messed up last year and took rieger over jefferson so this is their kind of chance to take waddle and hope hope like hope they don't take like you know, some bateman person yeah. although i like i like bateman a ton but like uh and i'm Compared sure to he'll, waddle, get yeah. he'll get picked here somewhere but uh 
Yeah, not yeah. much to it. Just you know, need receivers. That's all it is. That's true. Good pick, Brady. Uh, Keish, you're next, actually, with the LA Chargers. I am. I'm a big fan of the LA Chargers, uh, especially with with Herbo and and uh, you know everyone knows I was super high on Herbert going into last year, rookie of the year. How the hell are you? I think they go. They just you know shore up the offensive line. Same thing that the the, the Bengals did, except they have it. They had a better one last year. So just adding Christian Darisau to the offensive line from Virginia Tech, I think, is a great call. You know, you get you get these young, talented passers. You want to see them play. You want to see them succeed. I think it's it's the um, it, I think it's it's just the easy pick. You don't you don't. I mean, the receivers are still pretty solid. I I think you could potentially address like what maybe maybe some defensive positions, but I think offensive line is definitely the spot. And obviously, yeah. Kyle Pitts off the board. You're not taking Pat Fryermith here round one, so <laughs> I think uh, I think Christian Darrisaw is a pretty 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 easy pick again. Not sexy, like Brady said. Offensive lineman, never a fun pick, but it's the right pick, I think. Yeah, and I mean, you have such a really good young quarterback, right? Like, you might yeah. as well protect him for years. Um, such a like, it's such an easy pick. You pick him, you don't look twice. You, yeah, your team is better automatically. Look, can we talk about the fact that Justin Herbert got bullied into keeping his long hair for pretty much his entire career now? I just like like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to grow it back. People are people were uh, giving it to me on social media for 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 cutting it. So, you know, poor guy. But he looked like I a completely right different person. He did. He did. He probably has like the nicest hair in the entire league. We're not gonna get into this. That's not that's not what this pod's about. But yeah, big fan of Herbert. He's got that uh, Brock Besser like. Um, I, I think uh, it's better hair. than Besser's, dude. I think it's better than Besser's. It's, I don't know it's, if it's better, it's, but it's better than the, his alternative hair. <laughs> I think it's better than Besser's when it's long. Anyways, uh, Ryan, you're on the clock. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yeah, another great team that I'd want to pick I was going to say, another division um, rival, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, well, so Minnesota has uh, problems at the edge um, and often, like on the offensive line as well. But like the, the value is just not there right now. But what you can do is you can revamp your uh, secondary which was the weakest link in your defense last year by far. Um, you can go and get the most versatile defensive back uh, on the board, the number one safety, Trevon Morig. Um, I think it, it's it's a lights-out pick for, for Minnesota, unfortunately, for the Packers. But um, he's so versatile, uh, the, the like widely regarded as the most versatile uh, defensive back uh, in the draft this year. He can play safety. That's his um, main position. But I've heard that he can also drop to nickel cornerback. Um, maybe even like, he might even be fast enough to play true cornerback, but definitely in the slot. Um, I think that that's a lights out pick for them. It was by far their, their worst part. I mean, I think their cornerback is Cameron Dantzler right now. So an immediate upgrade at every position, uh, in the, in the defensive back room, essentially. They and uh, I don't know, did they lose Harrison Smith as well? Did they cut him? Nope. I'm not sure. Nope. He's still there. Um, okay. So I was going to say if they cut him even more, so. But um, uh, I think this is a great pick for them. The edge, the value is just not there at edge right now, I don't think. Um, but they're getting the best safety um, and potentially one of the best um, defensive backs in the draft. I think, like, it's not a bad show because they just lost um, Anthony Harris. He signed with, I, th I think it was the Eagles. I might be wrong there. Um, you know, you replace him. I, I have Trayvon Merrick as a guy that's, like, really talented and, like Ryan said, really versatile. Um, but like, he's a, like a guy, especially at the safety position, I, I could see it being like a Grant Delpit 
uh, type thing where he ends up slipping really, really far down the boards and like ends up second round. Uh, we'll get. Well, I think we'll talk about that later, but uh, I, I don't think it's. He a bad definitely picture. could, but like I think versatility is really important in the NFL today. I think a lot of teams will pick versatile players over players that you know maybe are only playing one position because people get hurt that's that's the reality of the nfl and if you have a guy that can play that's really good at a couple positions it, it the value's there that's my opinion i don't, I don't mind it i don't mind it at all ham's just better so <laughs> shut up brady all right um brady speaking of which if your take's gonna be this dumb maybe we just skip this pick but uh new england patriots on the clock um, yeah, I mean, in, in real life, I hope they trade up and get Justin Fields, and I hope that San Fran takes Mac Jones, but in this situation, that doesn't happen, and uh, Mac Jones falls to them. I think they have to take him um, with Cam Newton's uh, tenure in New England running out soon. Um, I think they're going to have to just take that kind of Jimmy Garoppolo-like player in Mac Jones. Um Something that's pretty familiar in New England, so it's it's going to be a, a good scheme fit, more of that pocket pocket passer. Um, so yeah, I mean, I again, like we talked about earlier, I think that Mac Jones, like he he's good, and he will be good. Um, and he when you play for Alabama, it's it's tough to know if you're truly the best quarterback ever or if your receivers and O-line made you look really good because you had all day to throw to these amazing, amazing receivers. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he uh, steps up and hopefully New England, they did it. They did. They did. They did do a good job at proving weapons and free agency. Um, so, and you know, we're going to see a lot of that two tight end set with uh, Janu and Hunter Henry. So, it might might put um, less pressure on Mac Jones. Let's say if he has to go in this season, but most likely he'll just be sitting behind Cam. Um, but I think um, like it's 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 kind of unfortunate because like if you look at the other four quarterbacks on the board that are ahead of Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. best prospect I think we've ever seen. I've said that nine million times today. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all that like dual threat, exciting quarterback to watch. Cannons for arms, like just yeah. super exciting. Mac Jones kind of not that he can run doesn't really do that that often it's kind of like a i'm not gonna say a boring pick because a quarterback's a quarterback that's always fun uh but i think like he's just less entertaining than the other four quarterbacks it's a good pick i think mac jones is going to be a decent quarterback i've come full circle on this guy and i think he's going to be a, a, a solid pick i just i like it's just not flashy but i think it's a solid one for new england no. and i don't think he'll fit a lot of places but i think even New England having, you know, a top five O-line this year and given, you know, they went out and got some weapons and they're not going to put him in a shitty situation and, you know, great receiving backs. I think he'll, he'll, he would find more success in New England than other teams and other schemes. So, you know, hopefully as a Patriot fan, you know, I hope he pans out fantastically and it works great and he's the next Tom Brady. So we'll see. Did you guys see yes. with that one? There was a like a nameless scout that was talking about Mac Jones. And uh, what he said was, um, once you get past how he, like verbatim, he said this, once you get past how he looks and he looks like shit, <laughs> he plays like a, like he's a good quarterback. So he, I, I thought that was hilarious. Like so funny. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, he's a winner, I, so. I, I saw I saw that, and I'm like, that is quite possibly the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard. And then uh, we read Maddie's review on the pod, so like, you know, that tops it. But uh, mm. really funny. There's been some good entertainment coming out of this year's like draft class. Yeah, what well, does wonders when I when between when I the, to it. yeah yeah it's it's kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. Uh, all right, Aiden, you're on the board. Arizona Cardinals, big off season for them. What do they do here? Yes, they've had a very big off season and. Honestly, it looks like from like who they've added and what they've gone and done, it looks like they're ready to make a Super Bowl run. So they're going to need a guy that's going to come in and make like an instant uh like difference on I I'm going to say their defense, but um I think they're going to pick uh son of former Saints legend Joe Horn. I think they're going to pick JC Horn here. Um although I think Caleb Farley is like the most talented corner in this draft class. Uh, I think he's going to slip quite a bit because of his injury concerns and because he sat out last year. Um, I know I said previously that I didn't think it was going to be a big impact, but the more I look into it, the more I see like it, I think these guys that sat out last year are actually going to like, it's going to impact them in a big way and they're going to slip a little bit. But um, I also just think like JC Horn is like, a tremendously talented player like a lot of people compare him to Richard Sherman if Richard Sherman was fast so I think like that's absolutely hilarious but uh, that shows how talented people already think of him in a zone like defensive scheme but if you watch his tape like he can cover man-to-man and he's a big body like this is not a small guy right so I think it's just super impressive uh, with those long arms too like if you look at the way he's built he looks exactly like Sherman. So, like, I think it's a, I think it's a proper comparison. Um, and obviously, if you added, we know how like Sherman turned out. So, if you add speed onto that guy, you're looking at a pretty good player. Interesting. Yeah, I, Sher- I Sherman, Sherman's Horn. not a, Sherman's not a bad corner, right? Um, I also, so I saw that tweet this morning, uh, of like the three cornerbacks being. Or I guess it was actually a post on Instagram of like the three cornerbacks being like sons of NFL players. And I never really put together the JC Horn, Joe Horn connection. Kind of cool. I knew Sertain was, and I knew, um, Samuel, Asante Samuel, cause obviously Asante Samuel jr. Um, but like, I did not know Joe Horn, uh, Joe Horn's kid was that good. And JC Horn good. as well. Yeah. He's a pretty solid player. Um, love my scrappy corners. Yeah. That, that's a good pick. I think, Arizona secondary becomes pretty intimidating with like Byron Murphy, Buddha Baker, and now JC Horn. Um, you got a good pass rush. Like that's a scary team. They did pick up. Uh, they picked up Malcolm Butler this year as well. So nah, although he's, he's not favorite player, well, although he's not a fantastic corner, it's good depth, right? So um, I think good like depth. in that you have one older corner but like an experienced corner and then two like young corners so um if they do that like they're they're building up their db core very very solidly i like the pick imagine if they held on to pat pete for a little while longer too well he's kind of washed this year he's kind of washed well experience yeah That's yeah cool. maybe being like a, a vet is nice but like you get malcolm butler super Bowl winning vet so you know I, I but I I agree. I love Pat Pete. Uh, Pat Pete's always been one of my favorite players in the league. Too. Um, but are we, we gotta we're gonna try and speed this along here. Uh, Las Vegas on the board. I have them trading down in my own mock draft. 
But for me, uh, well, it's because I think Mike Mayock and, and Gruden are just two of the biggest wild cards. Like you saw them take uh, Cleveland Furl in their first draft at number four when they probably could have got a mid twenties. Um, and obviously it didn't pan out very well. So like you could have anybody on the board here, like, like Chaz Surratt from UNC is on the board. Um, I think like a decent shout would be Christian Barrymore, the defensive tackle from Bama, but I'm going to go with, uh, I, I gotta, hold on. Let me get my pronunciation guide out here. Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa from Notre Dame, the outside linebacker. I think they just have a lot of holes on the defense. They can use him as a pass rusher. They can use him as a backer. Um, I think I think he just kind of makes a little bit of sense there. I feel like he fits in with the uh, with the versatility and like the athleticism that Mike Mayock and uh, and John Gruden look for. I think he's a solid pick. I think he's also going to be a great player. So I love uh, JOK. I, I love JOK. Just those absolute hybrid linebackers. Um, yeah. You know, you can play strong safety. You can play weak side. Uh, my backer you can go in the slot um having i think versatile dbs who can go in the box as well like that's that's definitely kind of this new age um take to to defense so um i love him his ball skills are crazy and uh i think if they use him correctly kind of you saw the cardinals kind of struggled to use isaiah simmons last year um before they he kind of came into his own so hopefully the raiders can uh go in the off season yeah Love that. All right, Ryan, you're back with your second Miami pick. Yeah, we back uh, with another Miami pick. Uh, one of the teams I know that. least about. Um, but what I do know uh, is that um, they did lose their uh, edge rusher, I believe. He was an ex-Patriot. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Kyle Van Noy. Brady, do you know? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Van Noy, that's it. Um, he they did lose him, so um, I would expect them to replace uh, Edge was a a need anyway, um, because Van Noy is a little bit older now. But um, I expect them to pick an edge rusher here, and the value is good as well. I don't we haven't even picked an edge rusher here, but uh, you could go with any of them. I think that there's no consensus number one here. Um, I think Aziz Ojolari or Jason Noah or Quiddy Pay. Um, uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing the words as well, but um, I think I'll go with uh, Quiddy Pay here from Michigan. Michigan um, is known to put out a couple of good edge rushers. Rashawn Gary's one of them. Um, uh, so I think maybe that's a great fit. Uh, I, I, I Honestly, they could go with any edge rusher here. I think that um, any of them are, are good picks here. But that would be mine. Interesting. I like the spot. I think I think Quiddy Pay. I haven't gone a little bit earlier, like not even that much earlier. I think it's four picks, but it's 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 a good spot. Like you said, good value. I think there's going to be a run on edge rushers coming up here soon, especially with how far they fell. So yeah, Miami gets in ahead, gets their choice. In my draft, Micah Parsons fell, so I had uh, Miami snapping him up pretty quick. Um, but, I also uh, had Micah Parsons past Miami, actually. So yeah, so that's who I would pick there. Um, uh, if Micah Parsons isn't on the board um, and a lot of the good offensive tackles are gone. So um, edge rusher, definitely there. Love that. All right. Uh, Brady, uh, Washington on the board. Yeah. On the clock. Um, I, I had him getting JOK. Um, I think they could trade up and get a quarterback also. Those are not options right now. So I think they are 
I don't know. They could go corner just because. Um, she still got Farley there if they wanted to take that injury chance. But I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, and just kind of get that very versatile O-lineman there. Um, from wherever the heck he's from. Uh, USC. USC, yep. Um, yeah, because he, he's played at guard. He's played at tackle. So you can kind of slide him around a little bit. Um, but the consensus uh, interior offensive line, by the way. The consensus is guard. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just saying that. Um, if they, if I'm, if, I, I'm, I'm not super familiar with Washington's offensive line, but like if they needed him to play tackle, he could. Is what I'm saying. It's a solid offensive line in Washington. It's like it's it's nothing to like 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 the Cowboys from like five years ago when they had like the best offensive line by far. Um, but it's it's good. I think Elijah Bear Tucker is versatile. He can play the guard. He can play inside and play guard but he can also play tackle. I think it's a fantastic pick for a team that's still trying to figure out what they're doing with quarterback because you have young Taylor Heineke who balled out in the playoffs. So and yeah, whatever they do, they, they're going to need to protect him, essentially. So. Especially since Heineke, or how do you say his name, is uh, yeah. he's a little jumpy and um, runs around a lot. Um, Again, it, it's a weapon until, you know, you get hit a few times. But if you can buy that guy some time, then... Uh, and you know it's never bad having a versatile O lineman there. So, ABT, ABT, Aiden, you're on the board here. We're finally getting Ryan to not do a division rival of his, but it's Aiden's favorite team. So Aiden's got the Bears. What do you got for what do you what do you want for Chicago? And then what do you got for Chicago? Oh, what do I want? So so many things. <laughs> you can't you can't um, say Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, I can honestly see Chicago trading up to potentially take a quarterback. But, um, I mean, we'll see what happens, right? But uh, if Chicago stays at 20, I think a realistic pick for them is uh, Samuel, Co- Samuel Cosme, uh, offensive tackle out of Texas. So, like, this guy is, com- like, so underrated. First of all, he's got, like, some crazy arm length. Plus, he's considered, like, one of the fastest tackles in the class. Like, he's just a super lean, tough tackle. And uh, I think the Bears need a young offensive lineman to kind of set the trend going forward. Plus, the nice thing with uh, Cosme is he can play both right and left tackle. Um, Throughout college, he played, uh, in his final two seasons, he played 14 games at right tackle, 21 at left, I believe. Uh, So he is more comfortable at left tackle, which, I mean, is kind of good, but uh, can play right tackle as well. So that gives them some versatility to kind of move some pieces around uh, because as we know from experience, they do have a very, very shaky offensive line. And I don't want to say that they need to invest in Dalton, but they, they need something going this year with that offensive line. I'd like to think of it more that they need somebody who can push to the second level to like take on some athletic linebackers to like spring Montgomery more often. And uh, especially like with three Cohen coming back, they're definitely going to need, um, some backer or some offensive linemen that can get to that second uh, stage there to block some like some of the more athletic linebackers in the league. All right. I mean, again, offensive line, it's always a good pick. Uh, Surprise, you didn't go with Tevin Jenkins, uh, but I, I, I like the uh, I like the explanation why Samuel Cosme. I've come around. So good pick. Um. I'm uh, I'm on the board here with uh, with Indianapolis, and for me, when I was making this draft, I had them taking a pass rusher and Jason Owe, 
but I think I'm going to take the tackle that Aiden didn't, and I'm going with Tevin Jenkins. Um, just again, you got to, you got to, you got to have guys to protect your, protect your players. Um, you know, I, it's as simple as that. Tevin Jenkins tackle from, uh, from OSU, Oklahoma State University. I think, I think we'll go from there. Uh, Ryan, Tennessee's on the clock. Yeah. Um, from my limited knowledge of Tennessee, um, I think I, I believe they just lost a pass rusher, right? Uh, they had um, who did they have? They had someone pretty big that just left. Um, Jadavian Clowney. Like, yeah, Clowney. Um, seems like that might be the best route for them. It's their number one need. But another thing is, uh, they could also go wide receiver here. I mean, Rashad Bateman's still on the board. So um, I think that might be a shout as well. Um, if I had to guess, they have two pretty decent um, wide receivers right now. So I'm going to sit on that, and I'll go uh, Jason Owe from, uh, I believe, is it Penn State? Uh, that he's it from? is. I think so. Uh, so that's who I'll pick. They just lost uh, Clowney. Um, they're going to replace him with someone young, uh, good. Um like I said, value is good at, at pass rushing as well right here. Um, seems like it fits a need. So um, as long as they still have some pretty good wide receivers, I think this is the pick. I think so as well. Um, I mean, again, it's it's the it's the offensive defensive line. You can always have more pieces. So Jason Oway, Penn State guy. Penn State edge rushers have been pretty good in the last couple of years. So here's hoping for another one, I guess, if you're Tennessee. Uh, Aiden. New York Jets, their second pick. What do you got? I have the, <laughs> I have the Jets picking Zaven Collins, um, out okay. of Tulsa. This guy is a beast. Like, oh my goodness! Take into account, so he ran a sub five forty time, weighing in at two hundred seventy pounds, and he's an off ball linebacker. Have you like have you guys seen pictures of the guy? Because he looks ripped. Like he is lean big. and 270 big. pounds. Like I, I can't believe it. I just saw that today and I was like, how is this guy not going higher? But the Jets are kind of in the same situation uh that like the Giants are with them, like the Giants taking Micah Parsons. I think the Jets kind of need a dynamic linebacker that's able to be good in pass coverage and especially like Against the run, the Jets need some help, right? So I think if they pick Zayvon Collins, they can't really go wrong with that. Like, he's going to be a dynamic linebacker in their scheme that they, like, really need right now. Yeah. And um, he's my dark horse Packers pick, um, like, for the real draft. So I think he's a guy that's uh, pretty good. And he, he to me, he's a lot like Micah Parsons, maybe just not as polished, and that's why he's falling um, essentially this far. It's funny in our I've in our drafts in the second round. So. In our drafts, all three you have Zayvon Collins going to going to Green Bay. Didn't uh, yeah, didn't I think I he'll probably go earlier. But I you know I, I try to be nice to Ryan and just like last year we kind of we tried to give him Patrick Queen. Um, <laughs> I think this year this year's Patrick Queen for the Packers is uh, Zayvon Zayvon Collins and uh, just yeah such a such a multi talented great blitzer. I, I have him going Sam Ellinger first round, so you know. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Brady, Pittsburgh, what do you got for what do you got for them? Yeah, 
Um, a, a lot, a lot of mocks say running back. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They lost their O line, and Big Ben is so old. So I think you gotta just go, um, O line here. Um, and since they lost interior linemen, I think you gotta kind of go there. Um, which means you kind of have you. I, I think they'll trade down in this instance because the value might not be there. Um, there's a guy called uh, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, and um, he played um, at right guard and uh, offensive tackle, uh, left tackle that is. So I think he has more versatility than other than like a Tevin Jenkins might, um, who plays more tackle. I don't think the value's there for like an actual true guard. So I think it's someone kind of kind of like the uh, ABT pick. I'm um, just you know versatile, kind of you can slide him around. Um, used to big being a big game, so um, yeah, Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood, interesting. That's a that's one that's not really on too many boards for being a first round pick, but always Alabama offensive line. Um, oh yeah. Like, who, who, I thought you were going to go with uh, no another. I, I thought Why you were going to go with another Alabama player. Um, oh. I thought that mm-hmm. Najee Harris was a slam dunk pick here, especially since they lost their main running back. I also yeah, have Najee but... Harris going there, but like first round running back, especially like when Pittsburgh's really yeah. the only team that's even rumored to take first round running back, they can get ETN, they can get Javante Williams, they can get maybe even Najee Harris with their second round pick or trade up in the second round to make sure they get him. But like, I I, I like the I like the spot, Brady. I just you, you got to protect Ben because if if you have to go to your backup again, um, if if, if that's still Mason Rudolph, I, I don't know what their backup situation is. Um, yeah. Like if you if if you have to go through a repeat Mason Rudolph, it's just it's not going to go well, and you're going to fail yet again after having a very disappointing year last year when you should have when they should have gone further into the playoffs based on their yeah. record. So Ben Snell is ben. their number one uh, running back on the roster right now, I believe, as well. Yeah, um, they did so. they did well they did well without a running back or with Benny. Well, Snell. they had James Conner last year. Well, they can again, like he said, there should be one of those three, four top running backs in the second round. Like it's not like yeah. they're all going to go in the next ten picks or whatever. So, plus the value of running back is at an all-time low that it's like ever been in the entire NFL. Yeah. So, like, not a great class this year. So, no, no, I agree. Najee Harris here is just kind of it's like a, it's it fills a need, but like in terms of value, I don't think it's great value. But I, I actually full on agree with you, Brady. I think uh, offensive line is a great show. Can never go wrong. Uh, nope. Keisha next with with Jacksonville's second yeah. pick. I'm going. I you know what you take Trevor Lawrence early on. I think you try and move up and grab like one of the big offensive linemen like like uh, talents. Like maybe try and get up there for Christian Darrisaw or or Elijah Vera Tucker. Mm-hmm. I have them like obviously no trades here, so we're sitting. I have them taking Wyatt Davis, the guard from uh, Oklahoma or Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. just a solid a solid piece. Get somebody to you know keep Trevor upright and get him allow him some time to throw the ball. Um, I I again boring pick, but it's uh, it's probably it's probably the smart one if you're Jacksonville. I think Trayvon Merrick is like is a is a popular pick here because they have no safeties from what I remember. I don't even know who they are. Um, so you could go there. You could go potentially a wide receiver to pair with. Uh, Ch- well, I guess they have Chark and they have Lavisca now, but so maybe not receiver. But uh, but yeah, I think Wyatt Davis here, offensive line. And Ryan, I Cleveland Browns. Like I know you do, Ryan. Oh, Cleveland. Um, 
fun team. To be honest, I had I had them picking Asante Samuel Jr. in my in my draft here, um, and he's still available. But with the people that have fell this far, I be, is uh we still have uh, Barmore on the on the on the. Someone said they were gonna pick him, but didn't. I was gonna pick him with uh for Las Vegas, but I uh, he dropped. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna with him dropping, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him here for for Cleveland. Um, I think that their defensive line would be just monstrous with that pick. So and it is super great great value. I think he's the best interior defensive uh, player in the draft right now as well, right? Yeah, and he's probably yes. the only one that'll go in the in the first round. So I think that that that's a great pick for uh, Cleveland. And uh, uh, rest in peace to the the rest of um, the AFC North. So I actually have this pick, like that's like what I have. Aiden has it as well, but it's they they didn't bring back Sheldon Richardson. I think they're waiting till after the draft if they can address the D line there. Mm. And think about the Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. Um, who do they just sign at D tackle? They just signed somebody. I don't remember. And then, but you have him, and then you have Christian Barrymore. Uh, I like it's that you're right, Ryan. Scary, scary defensive line. Plus, you get Grant Delpit back, you get Greedy Williams back. So hopefully, he can finally be healthy for once. Um, add that to like Denzel Ward and uh, John Johnson the third. Like this team is this team is is good is good. Aiden, uh, you're on the clock though. Baltimore Ravens division rival of the of the Browns. Uh, what do you got here? Oh yes, uh, I think the Ravens are going to go after an offensive weapon, and I think like this late in the draft, like you need to start looking at. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly think they're probably going to go with Kadarius Tony. Um, I think that's how you say his last name. I don't think it's Tooney, but, um, I say I think, Tooney just for fun. <laughs> I think they're going to be looking for like a dynamic playmaker to kind of suit or like fit in with, uh, Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins. Um, originally I was kind of thinking Rashad Bateman potentially, because I was thinking they'd try to go for another big body. Um, especially because they already have Hollywood Brown, who's like uh, an undersized receiver, but like obviously makes up for in speed. Um, but after watching like Kadarius Tony's uh, like film, I like he's just such a dynamic playmaker. Like he finds the end zone, he finds his way to uh, break tackles and get through. And I think like I think he's a slam dunk pick pick for Lamar and that offense if he's still there. So interesting i think receivers got to be the way to go like you have pretty much what no help for lamar in the last couple of years i liked i liked some of the receivers on their team but i think it's a i think it's a smart pick Kadarius tony interesting prospect very interesting prospect uh brady you're on the board with the new orleans saints the for the first time in forever and the finally confirmed drew breezeless new orleans saints which is something i have never seen in my entire life other than injuries yeah for real um, I have them getting Caleb Farley. I believe he's okay, still there. Okay, cornerback. Um, he is still there. Yeah, so I think he's fallen enough. I think this is where you can kind of take that risk. Um, of you know whatever injury concerns you have about him, his back surgery he had this past off season. Um, without that surgery, like he's you're looking at, you know, he's the top one or two cornerback in this class. Um, I think, yeah, again, at 28, I think that's when you can kind of take that risk and, uh, really get to really get a good duo of, um, Lattimore and Farley and kind of 
keep that defense going as the offense might take a step back. Who knows? I like it. I like the spot. I mean, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it, I think you got to start building like a, the defense in New Orleans. Like your offense is not going to be the same once you lose Drew Brees. You don't know where it's going to be, to be honest with you. But like Michael Thomas obviously had a down year last year in comparison. So no Emmanuel Sanders. No Emmanuel uh, Sanders. Uh, obviously so, no Drew Brees. So you, you could go, could go offense, but uh, I think again, New Orleans just, they don't have a ton of immediate, immediate needs. So you can kind of do best player available here. And like I said, Joe Farley just, worth the risk at this point for sure i agree with that um ryan you're on the board your favorite team finally not a division rival we got uh the green bay packers on the clock i so yeah, first I off i want to say like i completely did this like randomly i just went like i put in our names on our favorite teams and then just went like aiden brady ryan Keish, and if one of us had a pick in those like four i like swapped two players or two two of our names the fact that you got all of the, your division rivals is so funny to me my yeah. bad and I, the more the more I'm looking at our list is I think it's just completely off. Like, um, I think <laughs> that cornerbacks are gonna are gonna go early or sorry, so mid to early ish, and and I think there's gonna be a run of them. Um, I think that well, if if this is this scenario arises in the real draft, I think the Packers are on the podium in four point four seconds, saying, uh, uh, Greg Newsom. Um, he's an absolute like dream pick for the Packers. There's absolutely no chance he falls this far. And if the Packers, I think on draft day, if they want him, they're gonna have to draft up to get him. But here, he's still on the board. Um, so I'm picking Greg Newsom, and I'm not gonna think twice about it. Um, we had problems at, at cornerback, uh, to say the least, last year in the NFC Championship game. Um, we brought back Kevin King on a one-year deal. But that's obviously not long term, and I think Greg Newsom paired up with uh, Jair Alexander long term is scary season. So I still want to um, see more uh, Josh Jackson. Um, I was such a big fan of him at at uh, Iowa, but I like I, honestly I I can see Greg Newsom falling to the second round. Like I think we've actually done a very solid job with this draft. To be honest with you, like, with no trades, there's going to be so many trades, which is going to be impossible to predict. But I, I, can, I can see Greg Newsom falling really far in this draft, as well as, like, there's some other good cornerbacks here, too, which is, you know, kind of interesting. Like like we said, Asante Samuel is there. Javon Holland has a lot of versatility. Played for Oregon. I really like that. So, um, good pick like, here, Ryan, though. Have, you, you address, you address a, a, a weak secondary. Well, yeah, I just... The, we have J.C. Horn going at 17, and that's the top cornerback. Like, there's just no way. Like, I well, think the cornerbacks are going to go super hot and relatively early like if the packers want newsome i think they'll have to to jump up to get him um just yeah, i guess we'll find out on thursday on hey i um, like greg newsome a lot very very fast receiver too more of a zone guy so i think ryan you might be looking you might be better off getting more of a man press man guy but uh well um, greg newsome uh the new defensive coordinator is running zone um good, good, good. but he he has no problem uh, I believe, just from what I've read about the new defensive coordinators, that he's going to let his cornerbacks touch, like, get up and press. So, uh, from what I've read, Greg Newsom's a, a long player that can press as well. So, I think that's, like, Packers' dream pick, like, and, and it's, like, not even close yeah. to the second one. You, you kind of need if, that if you had skilled to, guy, skilled, fast if, corner. If gun to my head, and I bet all of my money – in my bank account, I think the Packers will take an offensive tackle here. 
Um, just in our in our draft, uh, we don't have any left. So, but if I had to yeah. guess, that's what the Packers are going to do. Interior probably, and just kind of try your best to recuperate that O line and the the departure of Corey Lindsley. And because we know we all know what happened in the the NFC Championship, and I think addressing the O line would solve a lot of problems there for the. Uh, well, to be fair, I mean, we had our best potentially our second best player on our team out so better than having your whole offensive line out like uh, uh that, that's certain kansas city did but yeah i think again like we said offensive line always a safe pick although in this case i think ryan you made the good show with greg newsome i think that's great value at yeah. uh yeah. what's that 29 yeah um all right and i'm on the board with buffalo a team that won me my fantasy championship this year because of uh you know not still not gonna stop bringing that up until someone dethrones me um with uh, uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, just the way the board's fallen, I I could kind of see them going with Rashad Bateman, get a like an Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs type thing going again, like with Stefan Diggs and uh, and and Rashad Bateman. But instead, I think they're going to get great value in Aziz Ojulari from Georgia. You get some extra pass rush, which I think is always good. Um, and it's it's just he's fallen so far. Like this could be like a Jalen Phillips or Gregory Russo as well. Those guys were mid to early first at some point but like both of them i've seen just go all over the place in the mock traps but aziz ojulari from georgia is the, is the pick for me here i think he's the best out of the the three you just named anyways yeah um, i think so so yeah that's a fan yeah fantastic pick thanks they, they need d-line uh aiden you're on the clock here baltimore second pick we have them taking Kadarius tony and now you are uh back on the board so this one's a little bit scary for me because now that I'm looking, there's one name that I didn't take earlier for Baltimore because I thought for sure he was gone, and that's Jalen Phillips. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, he – and I hate to say this about our draft because I actually do think we've done, like, a phenomenal job for not being able to, like, predict, like, trades and stuff. But I think Jalen Phillips, like, as you said previously, will – be gone by like mid to end of like the twenties. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm a little bit scared with this one, but like, if he's still there at this point, it's gotta be Jalen Phillips. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we can't, we can't do trades, but I think, I think it's good. But I've also seen him not go in the first round in, in a lot of mock drafts. So really? Um, yeah, I, I dude, I've seen him and Gregory Russo go anywhere from pick 10 to pick like, like 48. So I have seen Russo slip, but like in all the modern, like in all the newest like uh, mock drafts, it has like um, Jalen Phillips going like crazy high. I I mean I think it's a, I think it's a good pick. This is a good edge rushing class to be honest with you. Like Gregory Russo will probably fall down in the second round, but like he's mm-hmm. a, he's great value for yeah. a team like like for a team like Tampa Bay who who we got coming up next. Uh, I think it could, just, be, it could well, be a solid thing. Yeah, let's just take but like without without spoiling anything, <laughs> Brady, who do you got for Tampa Bay? Uh, I got Gregory Russo. <laughs> oh um, man, shocker! Who could have seen that uh, coming? He he is a huge project, which is which is why he won't go probably in the first round, except for Tampa Bay, who can literally afford to take that risk. Yep. Um, the only player reason in college um but he's you know he's six seven two seventy ran a four six played safety in high school um uh, but like he he, he has he just has so many things that you can't teach and can't coach which i which i love a lot of raw 
um, just uh, skill set. Um, but like the things that he he does need to learn, I think it, he would benefit greatly from sitting behind veterans of Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul and that you know that whole D line. Um, I think if he kind of plays that bench role, learns under all of them, because I you know none of them none of the the D line is going to dissipate over the next year or two, especially like JPP and uh, Adamakan Sue. Um, you can also put Rousseau more inside as well because he's so freaking big. Um, but so I think although he might he 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 wouldn't fit on a team that maybe has a younger D line and he, not a lot of experience, he's not going to learn a whole lot. I think Tampa is a great place for him to sit back and learn from the vets and the the great coaching they have there, and uh, really become a a force to be reckoned with in the future when some of those vets leave. I like the pick. I hate I hate that. I, I, the, the like, pretty the rest of our division had a very good draft. Like, having to deal with Caleb Farley, Gregory Russo, or rest of like my division, Gregory Russo, and then Kyle Pitts does not, does not excite me as a Panthers fan. No, <laughs> um, I, I, I will, I will be honest, but, uh, I think it's a good pick for Tampa Bay. So that's that, that concludes with the 32 pick mock draft for Case and Punt. Um, like I said, I think this is going to get posted on Instagram. We can figure out a way to do it. Um, so you guys can follow along in the draft or like by looking at it on our Instagram. Um, I think I honestly think it's a pretty solid draft. I think we did pretty well here, boys. For yeah. No trades as well. Yeah. For no we'll trades. I, I completely well. agree. I think we did. We did as well as we could have. And I don't like, it doesn't look bad. It no. honestly does not look bad. Like um, if this exact order happened, I wouldn't, well, I'd be surprised that we called it, but like it would, it would, it just makes sense. All these picks to these, <laughs> To these players makes sense. I'd make NFL. So the, see, the thing is, they, they make they make complete sense, but we I believe that we are so wildly off it's ridiculous. Oh, of course, okay. especially for this. That's, that's just, like just a feeling I'm, I'm getting. That's <laughs> true for any draft year, but this draft year especially, like we're gonna get absolutely sham blasted. Like we're not gonna know what hit us with this order. Yeah, I th- there's just I no think... way Newsom drops that far. Like I have him going at a 14, I think no 17 in my draft, and I have Horn going one before that, and then like I have the rest of the cornerbacks right in, in the mid. Like to be completely fair though, Ryan, you also do not have Jeremiah Wosu Kormoa getting drafted. I'm gonna start calling him JOK. You don't have JOK getting drafted, so um, yeah, that's he's like one of the better players in the yeah. Draft. So shut up is yeah. essentially what I'm saying. It, I think it all comes down to the how the top ten pans out and who takes a quarterback and who doesn't. Like what Atlanta does, who ta- who takes who did fuck who does San Fran take? Do the, do the Patriots move up and get somebody? Um, does Washington get their quarterback? Does Denver go get a quarterback? Does Dallas trade back? Like there's so many things. Um, and I, Arizona yeah, said of- <laughs> they're eyeing a top receiver. They want either Waddle or Smith, so they want to move up and get somebody because they're going all in. Um, because they think they have a Super Bowl ready roster. A lot of the Packers beat writers thinks they're gonna literally like be so petty and jump up like three spots just to pass like uh, someone like Cleveland and and New Orleans that have the same needs just to draft a quarterback. Like I think a lot of like a lot of trades are gonna happen this year. I think so, and like I think that's what I'm really excited about is like the top like outside of the top three. I think the top three are kind of set that they're gonna make their spots. Like Atlanta is probably likely to trade out. Cincinnati could even trade down, considering like what's on the board. Miami could trade out. Detroit could trade out. Carolina could trade out. Denver could trade up. 
Dallas could trade down. Like, there's going to be a lot of movement, and it's going to yeah, be a super keep, exciting draft. Keeps going, and like, it's just about who wants those skill positions, or yeah, and then maybe Chargers for Slater. But that's about it. Like, who wants to get those top receivers? Who wants to get you know those quarterbacks? Is someone going to move up for Mac Jones? It, it's just so many freaking so variables, and like, if I was to write them all out, I'd have like twenty different versions of the mock draft, like one where. San Fran gets Fields, one's when they get Lance, one that gets Jones. And like every single team gets affected by that. So it's just gonna be so cool to watch on Thursday. I, I saw think, a mock draft today that was it, it like I was like I opened up like a bunch of tabs and just like was filtering through some of the mock drafts just to get some ideas to make sure I wasn't sounding like a complete moron. And I, I, I opened one and it was Zach Wilson at number one. And I'm like, what is this? Okay. And then I like I looked at the I looked at the tab and it was like uh unlikely to happen, but could still happen. And then I'm like, oh okay. Like, I mean, if, if you're going for, like, the boldest draft of all, like, that makes sense. And then I saw Zach Wilson at, to the Jets, and I'm like, am I, am I having a stroke? And he goes, you're going to see players' names in here twice, and that's immediately when I just close the tab. I'm like, this is just useless. That's so, so what? Yeah. Like, like I'll, try and, I'll try and find it, and so I can send it to you guys, but it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It was, it, like, I understand, like, that it's, like, it's draft season, it's mock draft season, but, like, you gotta have some better content to put out than Zach Wilson top thirty-two picks. Like he obviously wasn't, but like uh, there was like Rashawn Slater at 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 three, and 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 then Could also Rashawn Slater at four five. And I'm like I'm like this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Could you imagine if a team just completely disregarded the team before him, walked out, said the same player, and was like, yeah, no, we're we're gonna take him. It's, it's like um, just a power move. It's like the, the at, at Christmas when you can like uh, it's Secret Santa and you can take the same gift from somebody. <laughs> can only do it twice so i have it here i have it here um hold on it was chris trapazzo so i hope this guy just fucking smartens up and puts some better is articles he, out here but it wasn't it wasn't zach wilson so he goes justin fields number one to jack to, to jacksonville uh and his, his explanation is kicking off this article with something that is absolutely won't that absolutely won't happen but isn't it kind of crazy how urban meyer got the jaguars job and then everyone just expected he'd pick trevor lawrence was like trying to like justify it and then Justin Fields, number two. And then Kyle Pitts, number three. Mac Jones, number four. Rashawn Slater, five. Rashawn Slater, six. Panay Sewell, seven. <laughs> JC Horn, eight. Micah Parsons, nine. Rashawn Slater also picked 10. Christian Barmore, <laughs> 11. Jameen Davis, 12. Caleb Farley, 13. Mac Jones, again, 14. Like, you can, you have to have better content to put out. Javante Williams, number 18 to the Dolphins. Um, Bears go quitty pay. Uh... Like what? It, it, it just <laughs> who the hell is this? We buy on Wazuruki. They, they definitely need the help. Kellen Mond, twenty eight. Oh, okay. So this person, this person, <laughs> very. Yeah, that, that's the. Oh, no, no, it's not, it's that's not, the not, best not, article not. I've ever read in my but life. Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond, twenty eight to New Orleans. Rondale Moore is the Packers pick. Davis Mills is the is the pick for uh, Tampa Bay at 32. Let's go, Davis. Wait, Keish, you oh. picked Rondell Moore to the Packers. Is this your burner account that you're posting, like, mock drafts at? All right, everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. I think we're over our time. Um, <laughs> Ryan, obviously it's not. I don't uh, I don't get published on CBS. Um, Idiots, dude. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for listening. This is a quite, quite, quite the long episode, uh, but it's the draft special. So um, this episode's coming out a day early. It's coming out on Thursday instead of Friday, so that way you guys can listen to it. Maybe maybe place some bets based on our based on what we said and um, make or lose some money depending on how the draft turns out. Um, 
but yeah, I don't. If anybody has anything else that they want to mention, uh, now's your chance. Otherwise, Brady, you want to hit us with a sign off? You know, probably post our picks just so they're in writing, in proof. So uh, when when someone gets it right or really wrong, it is it's there for everybody to see and don't have to argue about it. And it's going to be right there for the world to see. Um, with that, happy draft week. Uh, may the, you know, hopefully all, all you prospects listen to this on draft day uh, to get you hyped up. Hopefully, you know, hopefully your name gets called. And if not, there's always day two. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, by, by the way, like Trevor, we know you've been reaching out to us a lot uh, to have, like to come on and uh, talk a little bit, but like, we're just super busy, man. Like just, okay. <laughs> Stop messaging us, okay, man? We get okay. it. Uh, I just want to... Uh, uh, Taylor Hall just scored the nicest goal I've ever seen in my entire life. I think he just walked Sid. Like, it, like eh, that's bad. That was disgusting. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, please stop, man. Like, we got we got a higher profile guest. We got, um, like... Got Hamster coming on, okay, man? Well, we, we, got, we got Andrew Bailey and Caleb Radley making a reappearance very soon. Um, and and we're, we're excited for that. We have, I'm not telling what the episode is. Uh, Andrew gave okay. the biggest heater of um of an episode title, uh, so I'm I'm amped about that. But yeah, everybody enjoy the draft. Um, Ryan, I hope I hope the Packers don't take another quarterback. No, they're gonna take an offensive tackle, and then the entire fan base is gonna be mad they didn't take a wide receiver again. So it's the I same mean, thing probably. every year. Well, there's good value in wide receivers in the second round. Anyways, Brady, you want to hit us with the sign off? We can talk about this for hours. They're punts behind Dines of the 10. Good night, boys and girls. Let's go all team.